0: Hello, welcome to the um, the Curiosity Podcast, where we talk about things I wanted an answer to. <clears throat> so, today we are going to be talking about the White Storks. Now, probably being like, Michael, what are you talking about? This is totally irrelevant to the last two episodes that you've done. <clears throat> well, I am aware of that let's just get right onto it <coughs> so there are two subspecies of the white stalk the African white stalk which is found in northwest and southern Africa and the European white stalk which is found in Europe white stalks nest in central and eastern Europe spending the winter in Africa but what but about one-quarter of the population of white storks live in Poland. In many cultures, storks have often symbolised the birth of a new baby. (coughs) (coughs) Now you probably see those movies where um, you see them giving birth, well, the, the white storks fly to the mothers and that's how it happened. Um, now, um, now, two lucky storks have made history by having babies of their own. Five baby storks hatched at a NEP estate in West Sussex, the White Stork Project announced on Friday. This is the first time in hundreds of years that White Stork chicks have been born in the wild in the United Kingdom. Before this, the most recent baby's hatch was recorded on the roof of St. Glyde's Cathedral in Edinburgh in 1416. <coughs> so that was about five or six centuries ago, which, if you don't know what centuries are, six centuries are 600 years. Which is shocking to be honest. A female stork, built from Poland and One of the storks from the project mated with male believed to be 20 or so vagrant storks that visit the country every year. After waiting 33 days for the eggs to hatch, it was extremely exciting to see signs that the first egg had hatched on May 6th. So that was a few weeks before. The parents have been working hard and doing a fantastic job especially after their field attempt last year. Lucy Groves, a project officer for the White Stork Project, said in a statement, These are the early days for the chicks, and we will be monitoring them closely, but we have great hopes for them. This is just one small step, but is an exciting one. storks generally begin breeding when about four years old, although the age of first breeding has been recorded as early as two years and as late as seven years. The oldest known white stork lived for 39 years after being ringed in Switzerland while captive birds have lived there for more than 30 years. I'm going to stop that right there and I'm actually pretty shocked how, um, white stalks begin breeding about four years old because that is a very young age very surprising very young <clears throat> fun fact black stork parents have been known to kill one of their fledglings aka the babies generally the weakest in times of food so- shortage to reduce brood size and hence increase the chance of survival of the remaining nestlings that would be quite a bit disgusting. So stalks are large, long legged, long necked and wading birds with a long stout bills. They belong to the family called Scondidae. and make up with the order oh my gosh. Kick on E forms forms pre- previously included a number of other families, such as Hurons and Ibises, but those families have been moved to other orders. Now, <laughs> not that in my last podcast, I talked about we went to a park, we went to a different park, so I'm not going to tell you where. I think we actually found a White Stork there or well one that looks similar to it <clears throat> so um such as herons and ibises but those families have been moved through two other orders Storks dwell in many regions and tend to live in dry habitats the closely related to herons spoonbills and ibises Many species um, related heroes, boobies and ibisids, they also lack on the powder down that these groups use to clean off, clean off fish that. Weird. Bill clattering is an important mode of communication at the nest. Many species are mercatory. Most talks eat frogs fish, insects, earthworms, small birds and small mammals. There are 19 living species of storks in six. genera. Various terms are used to refer to groups of storks, three too frequently used ones being a muster of storks and a balance of storks. Storks tend to use soaring, gliding, flight, which conserves energy. Soaring requires thermal air currents, Ottomar, oh god is that a German name, Ottomar and Such famous 1884 album of photographs of stocks inspired by the design of Otto (coughs) Linnathan's experiments, oh, um, Gliders as the late 19th century. stocks are heavy with wide wingspans. The marabou stork with a wingspan of 3.2 meters okay, 10, 3, and weighing up to 8 kilograms. 18 lbs Joins the Edenan conda in having the widest wingspan of all living land birds. Their nests are often very large and may be used for many years. Some nests have been known to grow over 2 metres, aka 6 feet in diameter and 3 metres, 10 feet in depth. Storks are once thought to be monogamous, but this is only partially true. They may change mates after migrations and may migrate without mates. Stork size, serial monogamy, and faithfulness to an established nesting site contribute to the prominence in mythology and culture. Storks are very large water birds. They range in size about the marabou, which stands on one hundred fifty-two centimeters, or sixty inches tall, and can weigh about eight point nine kilograms, aka twenty lbs. To so the abdim stork, which is only. 75 centimetres or 30 inches in height and only weighs about 1.3 kilograms which is 2.9 lbs their shape is specifically similar to herons with long legs and necks but they are set. there is some i don't think i can say that differences between males and females in size with males being up to 15% bigger than females in the species for example the saddlebill build stock but almost no difference in appearance the only difference is in the colour of the iris of the two species of the genus oh oh my gosh why is there so many tricky words in here ep epip ir hintus Epihapiroyangus The bills of the stalks are very large, too very large and very considerably between the genera The shape of the bills is linked to that of the different species Large bills of the cyanus stalks are the least specialized large rather massive and slightly upturned bills of the (sighs) Epihapiroyangus Poronoinus and the gibiru. These have involved to hunt for fish in shallow water. Larger still are the massive daggers of the two antinoids and marabou, which is used to feed on carry-on and indefensible defense of other scavengers, as well as taking other prey. The long ibis-like down-curved of speed of them, my stalks have sensitive tips that allow them to detect prey by touch where or cloudy conditions will not allow them to see it. The more specialised bills of any Starks of those who are to open bills which is their name suggested is open in the middle when their bill is closed. These bills have involved to open bills, feed on their only prey item, aquatic snails, although it is sometimes reported that stalks slack syrupses and are mute. Seven they do have syrinxes and are capable of making some sounds, although they do not do that so often, so basically they are like foxes. They don't say sounds. <coughs> and the steeringal membranes of some species are found between treacherous rings or cartilage, an unusual arrangement shared with the oven birds. Oh, there's so many commutes. Complicated words in here. Alright, hope you like this podcast. No, I am not finished yet. I have done quite a lot of research. Lesser adrenants will forage in marine habitats. Unlike most storks. Maribu stork at Itosha National Park in Naimba. See also lists of... Kikoni forms by population. Storks have a nearly... Cosmopolitan disruption being absent from the poles, most of North America, and large parts of Australia. The c- centres of stork diversity are in tropical Asia and sub Saharan Africa, with eight and six breeding species, respectively. Just three species are present in the New World wood stork, stork, and jabiru, which are the tallest flying bird of the Americas of the USA. Two species, white and black stork, reach European Western temperature Asia, which only one species, yellow stork, reaches temperature areas of Eastern Asia, and one species, black-necked stork, is found in, I kind of want to say Australia, but it isn't Australasia, Storks are more diverse than common in the tropics, and the species that live in temperature climates for the most part migrate to above the worst of, winter. worst of winter. They are fairly diverse in their habitat requirements. Some species, particularly the mysteria wood storks, and, and Anastomous open bills are highly dependent on the water and the aquatic prey, but many other species are far less dependent on this habitat type. Although they will frequently make use of it, so basically they are highly dependent on water and aquatic prey, so like fish, squid, all that stuff. Species like the marabou and abduum stork? Although they will frequently- me, Species like the marabou and the abduum stork will frequently be found foraging in open grasslands or savanna. Preferred habitats include wood flooded grasslands mm. and like pond- and ponds. Many species will select shallow pools, particularly when lakes or rivers are drying out, as they concentrate prey and make it hard for prey escape. Storks are carnivorous, taking a range of reptiles, small lamnols, rep- insects, fish, amphibians, and other small invertebrates. Any plant material consumed is usually by accident. Mycetaria stalks are specialists in feeding and aquatic vertebrates, particularly when preying concentrated by lowering water levels or flooding into shallows. On marine fl- mudflats and mangrove swamps in Sumatra, milky stalks feed on mud skippers, providing the burrow with the bill and even the whole head into the mud. The characteristic feeling method Involves standing or walking in shallow water and then holding the bill submerged in the water. When the contact is made with the prey, the bill reflexively snaps shut into only 5 milliseconds. Oh my, imagine what you could do in 25 milliseconds. You can raise your hand up in 25 milliseconds. <clears throat> One of the fastest reactions known in any of <clears throat> vertebrate. sorry, the erection reaction is able to distinguish between prey items and inanimate objects like branches, although the exact mechanism is unknown. Open bills are specialists in freshwater mollusks, particularly apple snails. They feed in small groups, sometimes African open bills right on the back of hippos <clears throat> while foraging. Having caught a snail we'll all turn to land or at least the shells, to eat it. The fine tip of the bill of the open bills is used to the snail and the saliva has a naracusic effect, which causes the snail to relax and simplifies the process of extraction. Though the general stalks are more generalized, the <coughs> stalks are very generalised in their diets, although a beam stalk is something of a specialist in feeding large flocks on swarms of locusts and at wildfires. Although other stalks will opportunistically feed in sway if the opportunity <coughs> arises, this is why white stalks and ebdium stalks are known as grasshopper birds. The foraging method used by the generalists is to stalk or walk across grassland or shallow water watching for prey. Painted stalks as a, that's a colony. Stocks range at being solitary breeders through loose breeding associates. Very colonial. Oh my gosh, there's so many long rows in here. Epipohentris. stocks, and several species of seal Entirely solitary when breeding. In, contra- in contrast, myceria contrast, stocks, abdomen stocks, and open bills and leptino stock all breed in colonies, which can range from a couple of pairs to thousands. Many of these species breed in colonies with other water birds which can include other species of stocks, herons and egrets, plovers, cormorants, and ibises and um, white stalks, herons, and egrets, pelicans, common crops and IBCs. white stalks, oriental stalks, and magpies, stalks are all loosely colonial and may breed in nests that are within visual range of others of the same species but have little to do with one another they also may nest solitary and the reasons why they choose to nest each other are apart but not understood so that was today's curiosity podcast hope you enjoyed it and i will return back to tomorrow (coughs) also um next sunday we have a special guest so if we catch up on sunday then well all i'm gonna say was we will be talking about coronavirus i mean this wasn't it but this was still curious all right so bye see you tomorrow